0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Exchange. I'm your host, Logan Lewis, as always. uh, And I hope everybody's doing great uh, on this fine Friday. Before we get started, like always, the same programming notes I hit you with every time. Go give me a follow on Instagram at The Exchange uh, Podcast. Uh, The handle is Exchange P-O-D-L-O-G for pod and then Logan. Um, if you want to follow me along personally, you can at Logan Lewis, 96 to see pictures of my boring life. And, uh, you can also, uh, if you listen along on Apple podcasts, leave us a rating and review. It helps out a lot. If you listen on Spotify, Amazon, wherever else, uh, love you. But if you listen on Apple, give me that rating and review helps tremendously. So the guest that I'll be talking with today is originally from Thornton, Colorado, Some fun facts about her. She's a twin. She's performed in over 70 countries, and she's one of few black female country singers. Her newest single is called Fight With You, and it's available everywhere. Please welcome Ashley Amber. Hello.
1: Hello, Logan. How are you today?
0: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Just hanging out in uh, Las Vegas where it's snowing. It's been snowing today.
0: It's snowing in Las Vegas.
1: Yes, it is snowing in Las Vegas. I mean, it's done now. But yeah, there's been snow on the ground, snow on the trees, everything. And I was I was like, I moved here. So I wouldn't have to scrape my car off with snow. What's happening?
0: (laughs) That's crazy. I was just actually on FaceTime with my grandparents earlier today and they live in Las Vegas. I would have thought that they would have maybe brought up the fact that it was snowing.
1: Well, um I know that in Henderson, which is I think I think it's like 30 minutes from me, it didn't snow there. I'm in Summerlin, so I'm on a different side. Um, okay, and definitely woke up to snow for sure. I was like, "Hey, it's Christmas in almost February."
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So where did you where did you move from?
1: Um I am from Thornton, Colorado. Um, I grew up there, born and raised, spent pretty much my whole life there. Um, I did live in D.C. uh, for a little bit and on the East Coast for a few years, but 90% of my life has been in Thornton, Colorado. So um, yeah, I love it. I'm kind of a, it's not like a small town, small town, but it's not a big town either, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, sure. It's kind kind of in between. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I totally understand. Where at in D.C. did you live? I lived in uh, Leesburg, Virginia area for a while in high school. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I've seen that um, driving on the highway. I see that exit all the time. I lived in um, Alexandria for a little bit.
0: Wow, I yeah. dated somebody that lived in Alexandria back in high all school. All
1: right, all right. Alexandria is such a cute town. I love it. It's such a cute place. And then I also lived in Falls Church for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I know all of these places. That's awesome.
1: Yes, and I actually I did a show in Alexandria um, when I was living there, um, a musical theater. I have a really strong musical theater background, um, and I also did a show in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah, you familiar with there? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, uh, I definitely spent some time in Virginia and in the DC area. Um, I loved it there. It was great. It's just. Uh, you know, I I like uh, I love Colorado. I like the it's a different feel. It's a little bit more trendier. It's one of the things I love about Nashville. They have a lot of um, like really cool chic bars and restaurants and very family owned and things like that. So um, and DC is a bit more city, a bit more you know busier. So yeah. sure,
0: yeah, <laughs> small happy. world, small, yeah, world, small that's crazy. world, knowing all those same places. Yeah, so yeah. um. I want to get like right into it and just ask you: uh, How did you get your? How did you get your start? You know, I, I've followed you on Instagram here for a while, and I've just—you're very. Uh, and we'll get to your uh, one of the, your fun facts: the fact that you're one of the only female black country singers. But like, um, you're just so eye popping, so unique, <laughs> so just like out, like in your face. How did you get your start into music?
1: Um. Well, I, I started singing when I was six. My okay. my dad is the one who was like, "Girl, did you know you could sing?" And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, "The radio was on, and I was I was singing along to the radio. And um, my dad turned the radio off, and I just kept singing. And um, he turned the radio back on, like you know, like thirty or seconds later or so. And I was just in the same exact place as the song, still still in the same key. And then he was like wait a second. (laughs) And then pretty much from there, you couldn't get me to shut up. But um, my family was a sports family. So I grew up playing soccer, basketball, um, softball, you know, high school, I played volleyball, Um, go Hawks. I was the captain. Hey. (laughs) And um, it wasn't really until um, it wasn't really until my dad passed away, um, that I actually really started to pursue music as as a passion because i just didn't want to play sports anymore because he was the one that like coached us and he was always at games and um you know he was the coach for you know basketball and all that stuff so i just had a hard time so i i just needed something else to kind of distract me and so i turned to music and um that's when it really you know just became a huge part of my life and you know within a couple of years i was like i I don't want to do anything else with my life. And I already knew I loved to sing, but I, I thought maybe I'll go to college for, you know, volleyball or basketball or, you know, something like that. Or, and even when my dad passed away, I thought about maybe like becoming a nurse or something like that, because um, I saw how the, the nurses, um, you know, treated him when he was in ICU. So, you know, I had a bunch of different things, but it was really then like, when he like actually passed past that I was like, nope, I'm not doing anything else. I'm only going to sing. I'll play sports because it's fun. It's great exercise. Uh, All my friends are in sports, but this is what I want to do. And um, it just kind of went from there. And um, I've had a very non-traditional journey compared to most uh, country artists because I You know, I was signed to an infinite label at 19, um, but I wasn't really doing the kind of music I wanted to. They wanted me to do like R&B, hip hop, and I've always wanted to do country. I grew up in the most non-diverse area at the time you could possibly think of. We were the only black family. So I listened to the music that all the other kids listened to, and they listened to Top 40, and they listened to country. That's what they listen to. And so that's what I fell in love with country. I fell in love with, you know, Shania Twain and Rhymes and, you know, Garth Brooks and, and Tim McGraw. Like I grew up listening to that kind of country and um, I just, I loved it. It was just so feel good. It was happy. It was positive. Um, Cause I know everybody's like, oh, you do country or you're singing about like how you shot your dog or something. And I'm like, country music is not like that.
0: <laughs> they they say that like all country songs are either about drinking, uh, somebody you're in love with, or like a sunset or all three. Like,
1: Right. I would agree with that. Like <laughs> even my new single that's coming out, there's drinking involved. And it's definitely about a relationship. There's no sunset. Though. Oh, no, actually, oh. I do say sunrise. I lied.
0: Oh my goodness! You you got the trifecta of country stereotypes.
1: I got, the, I got the trifecta. <laughs> that is too funny, actually. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's when I fell in love with country. And um, but you know, I I don't want really to spend a lot of time like you know like talking about race and stuff like that because at the end of the day, I just want people to see me as an incredible female artist who works hard, who loves what she does and um is super passionate is super talented and just so happens to be you know black um but you know at the time there just wasn't really anybody like me so nobody just really wanted to pay attention so i just kept getting pushed in other you know markets because i look like i mean i have a i'm curvy i rock big hair like i rock you know cornrows sometimes on the sides and you know i have this massive fro hawk so and i've been rocking that style you know for a long time and natural hair for a long time so like I, like, I get it, but um, I'm never one to uh, uh, go with the norm. I, I, I tend to be the outsider. I'm kind of a loner. Um, I, I've always done my own thing. And so just from there, it just kind of built. So I just kind of went wherever I could. Because at the end of the day, I just wanted to sing. Like, I didn't want to have to, you know, put labels on things, especially if they weren't going to accept me where I wanted to. So I started doing musical theater, part bands, um, you know, which eventually led to me moving to the East coast and auditioning for Broadway and called back for lots of things and then doing regional theater and which then led me to cruise ships, which I did for a little bit. And then I became a headliner and then all of a sudden I was headlining in front of thousands of people every night, just me and a band, that's it. And I was traveling the world, you know, like you said, I've been to 70 different countries, um, while doing what I love and, and then, um, but through all this whole time, I've always wanted to be a recording artist. I always wanted to go back to my music. I always want to go back to my, my thing. I was just biding my time. And I believe everything happens for a reason because I was performing and on board. And my now manager just happened to be on board, you know, one of the cruises I was performing on and was like, what the heck? Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're incredible. You're amazing. Your stage presence. He's like, this is the best Whitney Houston like tribute I have ever seen. And I love the fact that you are a hundred percent yourself and you're just celebrating her music because her music is incredible, but you're not trying to be her, you're a hundred percent you. He's like, that shows true artistry. And he's like, I would love to work with an artist like you. Like, do you do studio? Do you do this? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh yeah, like I've done studio stuff. I've done this and you know, I've always wanted to be the Beyonce of country. And he's like, oh really? And it turns out he, he was a country artist. I mean, his name is Don Ellis Gatlin, and he's um he was in a duo group, Daryl and Don Ellis Gatlin. They were signed to Sony. They've been nominated for multiple Duo of the Year awards. Wow. Um, obviously, he's related to the Gatlin brothers; their cousins. Um, she's a huge, you know, country group. So, wow. um, and Like, and who would have known? And he's like, hey, and then he kind of started name dropping, and I was just like, oh, okay, cool, you know. But I kind of tuned out a little bit because I don't know about you, but I don't know if you're like, hey, I do a podcast, people be like oh yeah well my cousin does blah 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 blah, and i know this person and blah 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 and you're just like "Mm -hmm, i'm sure you don't but awesome (laughs) yeah
0: but awesome just keep feeding me the crap just just keep
1: going um let's hurry up (laughs) yeah and um so i kind of thought he was bsing me a little bit and but i listened we had a great time it was really fun great personality and um you know we finished the conversation he gave me his card And I don't know, for some reason I decided to look him up afterwards and uh, he was exactly who he said he was. And he has written songs, you know, with Blake Shelton that are, you know, placed on his album and like all this stuff. And I was just like, uh, okay. So I sent him a message and I was just like, thank you so much. You know, I just embarked on this journey of headlining. I'm not ready right now, but I will be ready soon and sure enough you know two years down the road we kept in touch on social media i reached out and i was like hey remember when i said i wanted to be the beyonce of country he's like yeah i was like i'm ready i'm, I'm ready now let's do it i'm all in like i got i, I can financially back myself i can fund. i can pay for everything i can pay for the studio time i can pay for the songs like i can pay for the photo shoots anything we need like i'm, I'm good i'm ready and um that moment in, he was, he was all in. He called Jamie Tate, who's my producer now. And um, I flew in for a day. I just happened to be in town. I, I was in town. I flew in for the day, met with him. He fell in love with me. And um, before I had even left the parking lot, he had already messaged on being like, dude, like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> we have to get this girl in the studio ASAP. And a couple of months later, um, I was actually on the other side of the world um, doing a residency. And I flew in for like eight days to do uh, my first studio session. And we recorded my first three songs, which is Almost Love and My Revenge, which are three of the single, or which are two of the three singles that I have out right now. And uh, then they were, everybody was so impressed and we just got such great feedback. Um, I came back again in December to record another set of songs, which is where I recorded "Fight" With You, and, along with two other songs that we haven't released yet. And um When I was there, we decided to release my first single um, and introduce me to the world and to Nashville as a country artist. And since then I've been featured in, I don't know, 40 plus publications and podcasts. Um, I've, you know, been named, you know, Artist to watch in 2021 by multiple publications. Um, I have a publicist now, a business management team. I'm officially signed with my manager and my producer. Um, I, you know, just, distribution um, through Sony. So I mean it's it's been a crazy, crazy roller coaster in such a short amount of time, especially during the middle of a pandemic. So I guess you can say, um, even though I lost all of my dates at the beginning of the year, um, there's a silver lining because I was able to really, really focus on what it is I really wanted to do. It, it cleared a pathway for me to have no choice but to be all in with with this, and it's just been incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that's all. So that's so awesome. Just listening to like, <laughs> just the progression of basically going from just like girl that sings in the shower to girl that gets signed. She's got Sony backing her. She like, she's got all this stuff going for, her. and uh, that was actually going to be my next question. Like, do you think obviously the, the, obviously COVID has affected several businesses and several people in, in pretty tough ways. Would you say that, COVID has almost benefited you in the way that it was, like you said, all your shows might've been canceled, but you got time to just take a step back, take it all in and kind of really outline what you wanted to do rather than just getting thrown into it and just having to figure it out as you go. Do you think COVID did that for you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been a tough year. I mean, I, I've never gone this long without performing on stage. Um, the amount of money you know I lost, and all of you know artists lost by not being able to tour. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, live. I mean, Live Nation lost what 1.8 billion dollars overnight because they couldn't do any shows. Um, so it, it's been a really tough year for entertainment, um, especially those who are you know that rely on touring. Like if if you're not a big named artist. And you're not getting, you know, millions and millions and millions of streams every day. Like, you're not making any money off of your music, let's be honest. Um, you're, you're really only making money there. So so that side has been hard. But instead of focusing on that, I just accepted it. And I was just like, okay, this is what it is. I've been smart financially. Um, I You know, I have money saved, you, know, um, you know. I'll figure this out. And I just dove in. And, yeah, it just – it really freed so much and you know I hadn't really been writing um in like a decade because when I was you know 19 and you know with a with an independent label I was writing all my own stuff and doing all that kind of stuff but then I was performing other people's music because I do musical theater I was doing party bands you know, I'm doing Houston so I'm not really you know doing my own writing but during this pandemic um you know I wrote 14 songs in 14 days and the first song that I wrote is actually the first song that we're releasing uh, this year, which is called "Those Nights," which is uh, you know being announced today, actually. Wow! <laughs> and uh, yeah, and um, you know Forbes just announced it in um, you know a publication, which is so exciting. And 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 yeah, so I think with every situation. Um, you, there's always going to be pros and cons, but I'm just the type of person that always focuses on the, on the, on the pros and just continuing to move forward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and I guess congrats on that new single alert.
1: Thank you. It comes out on February 26th. So um, all of you guys can find me on social media, Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E, Amber, and the pre-save link will be in my bio.
0: Wow, I'm I'm going to do that as we speak. But, um, I was wondering to kind of switch gears to, you know, you you stated it kind of at the top. I kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper into it. We don't have to go super in depth in it, but what is it like being, you know, in an industry like you said at the top? You know, everyone around you wanted you to go into hip hop or or R and B. Um, what was it like to step into an it? not an industry a genre that's primarily white you know with with the exception of darius rucker or or a a few other artists you know and and like you said just not only your african-american but your female african-american country artist when i told my girlfriend that i was gonna jump on and interview you she was like what i gotta i gotta lick her up like i I, i'm so (laughs) curious now and i was like i know like isn't it insane she's so good um did you face criticism from people around you because you chose cut? Like, give me the whole rundown on being in this genre.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's actually really interesting. I, um, again, I I don't want people to just see me as the color of my skin. I want them to see me as the hard work and you know my talent and my music, but you know, I can't deny who I am, nor can I hide it. I mean, come on, I, I rock a giant frohawk hawk for... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and before you continue, let me just say, like, your hair is outstanding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It definitely, you know, needs its own taxi.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: Um, but yeah, I think there's pros. Again, there's pros and cons to everything. But I would say right now there's more pros than cons. I would say yeah you know this this side of the industry is not known for you know signing black artists and especially black female artists and if they do get signed we don't get the same amount of money we don't get the same financial financial backing we don't get the same marketing um we just don't get the same attention we're almost being signed because they're like well we need at least one um and and that's kind of how it's always been It's, it's always been like oh well we have a black girl or we have you know our black male and it's like But that doesn't make any sense because you literally have 30 white males on your label who look and sound the same and you have six females and you have zero people of color. How can you say that there's diversity within the industry when you only have one record label really that has all the black artists? I mean, you know, Warner um, has Jimmy Allen and, um, uh, Mickey Guyton, Mickey Guyton's on Capitol, but that's still a record label to Warner. So like, they're still within the same family. So it's like, you, you can't tell me that there's something that there isn't something wrong. Um, but again, with that, I just see it as an opportunity. I see that as an opportunity to step into, um, something and to, and to kick door, kick doors down and to break barriers, uh where you can't do in other genres of music because other genres of music are so saturated and are so flooded um somebody like me can come in and and really be who i am and and make a stand and um you know enforce positive change and 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 be on the front lines of that change so i just embrace it and i'm excited and of course i've had pushback i've had people say things like you're not authentic or things like that and you know i just and I always just say, what does is, what is authentic even mean? Especially in country music now. I'm like, you have Sam Hunt that has got R&B beats and hip-hop beats that he's singing over. But he's country. He's authentic. So right. um, I love him. He's fantastic. And what he's doing is he's, he started a new trend. And he's groundbreaking. And his music, I, I love Sam
0: Hunt. So, I do too. I'm
1: um, not trying to take anything away from him, but you can't tell me that that's authentic country um, when he's definitely heavily influenced by r and hip hop. And, you know, you have Kane Brown, who's also the same. And what I love about him is he collaborates with everybody. I mean, you know, Marshmallow. And then you even have Morgan Wallen, who, you know, has a killer song with Diplo. So you can't tell me that, you know, I'm not authentic when. You know, you have so many people in the genre that are, you know, branching out and and creating new um, creating new audiences. And I think that's what that's really about. I think music in general is in order to survive, you have to continue to break barriers. You have to continue to reach new people. And the exciting thing about, you know, being a black artist in country music is I have a lot of followers that simply follow me because of how I look. They're like, oh, look at her hair, and oh, she's in a bikini or whatever. You guys, uh, you guys can't see me, but I am not shy about my posts on Instagram. <laughs> and um, I think one of the best compliments that I get is when people are like, "Yeah, I followed you because I thought you were cool, and like I liked the way you looked, and blah blah blah, and you were a singer." But then I was like, "Wait, you're a country singer? I don't live in country." But I went ahead and listened to it anyway because I just like your page and I like what you stand for and all this stuff. And I'm a fan now. Like, I love it. Like, your music is dope. Like, it's so cool. Like, it's it's awesome. Like, I can't wait to hear more. And I think that's a powerful thing to be able to pull people in from other genres of music and introduce them into a new genre of music because it starts with me, but then it then, it, then it goes to Morgan Wallen and then it goes to Sam Hunt and then it goes to Kane Brown. And then, and then it goes to Maren Morris, and then all of a sudden, they're a country fan. So I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm just embracing it, and I just say bring it on, Nashville, because I am country vogue, and I am here to stay.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What would you say um, w- with some of those artists being more recent or or, or more relevant re- in recent history? If you were to give me three artists that influenced you uh or three artists that you were like man i I gotta be just like him or her (laughs) uh who are they
1: um well one is not in the country genre but she is just my idol and obviously i have mentioned her a couple times tonight um and it makes sense why i do a show about her is whitney houston um whitney houston she's one of those people that it really doesn't matter what genre of music you listen to if you're a female that sings you love Whitney Houston you want to sing like Whitney Houston you've tried to sing her songs and like why are you singing I have nothing it's so hard like why (laughs) and you're like David Foster like how did you do this (laughs) um and you know what she did you know for um you know, just pop and breaking barriers and, um, you know, what she did for the black community as far as showing the world that, you know, we can be icons and we can be pop stars and we can transcend genders, race, and, you know, nationalities. And so it's just a beautiful thing. So I, she is like, she's, she's all, she's up there. (laughs) (laughs) And um, right under that, this is, this is where it gets hard. Um, But I, I, love and it makes sense that i would love this next person too because she's directly connected to the person i just mentioned which is dolly Parton. and i love dolly because she's such an incredible writer and i mean this this woman this woman just knocks out songs like it's nothing and being a songwriter myself i'm, I'm sitting here like how is that even possible I've been here for like four hours trying to figure this out. And, you know, she doesn't even need music. She she can just write. You know, she's just, she has, she has a gift. Uh, uh, I mean, she's already gifted, but she's got like an even like, uh, like her writing gift is even extra. I, I don't even know what the right word to say. Um, and she's also so smart. And I just, I see a lot of similarities in her and I, like we're both women. We're both busty. We both rock big hair we both, you know, people will comment on our looks being like, is it a gimmick? Or is it who you are? And it's like, no, like, this is who I am. Like, why does everything have to be a gimmick? Like, why can't I wear my hair like this? Why can't you know, i be like this. And so I just see a lot of similarities. And I have a lot of respect for her business and and how she treats people and how she's just, I don't know, she's just always so Pleasant. And everybody who has ever met Dolly has nothing but wonderful things to say. So I just have a ton of respect for what she did and what she did for women, again, in the genre. And then when it comes to the next people, this is where I'm torn. Because I, you know, like I said, I love Leanne Rhymes. But um, I think the next person would, for me would be Shania Twain. Um, because, again, she is a woman that she changed the game. Like, she, she came into the genre and she was making great music, and it was pop country. Like it was true crossover pop country music that was just incredible. And um, you know, this is this is a woman who who wrote uh, what, what she. Which, which, I think they released like twelve singles off of "Come On Over," and ten of them placed in the top like ten or something like that, or top twenty, like something 15. ridiculous. And she and she she wrote. I think on all 10 of those, like she was one of the writers and her co-writers on, on it. So, I mean, she's just incredible. And she's also, she's very sexy. And she definitely pushed some boundaries as far as her music. And she wasn't traditional country. She wasn't trying to rock, you know, cowgirl boots. She wasn't, she didn't have all this crazy twang. She, she wasn't doing all this. She was just a woman who loved country music and was absolutely fantastic. And uh, so I really look up to her a lot. And um, you know what she did. And um my new single is actually definitely inspired by Shania Twain and some of her um stylistic things. Um so you can definitely tell who my influences are, like with my music for sure.
0: Well, very awesome. Those are all amazing answers. Um okay. <laughs> There there comes a point in every uh, one of my interviews where I stop asking person specific questions and start asking okay. Uh I guess I I maybe just questions I'll call them everyday questions. These are these all next right. 10 questions I ask every single guest the same 10 questions kind of just to okay. if somebody were to sculpt, go through and listen to all of them and just to see how different but similar we all are. I don't know. I need a better okay. elevator pitch for these next 10 questions, but there's I like it. <laughs> nothing difficult about them. They're all first date questions. I'm sure you've heard them a thousand times, so <laughs> Okay. I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> all right what was your first ever job
1: um cold stone creamery
0: wow uh, i love cold stone
1: <laughs> yes i was that i was a ice cream rista i don't even know if that's a thing but i just made it up just now <laughs> and uh yeah that was my first job i made minimum wage i think it was like 5 15 an hour back then when i was uh 16 and uh i had to get a good job because I had already wrecked my first car, and my mom's mm. like, Well, if you want to drive again, you better pay for your own car insurance. And I was like, All right, noted. And so that was my first job.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. What a lesson you had to learn at such a young age, too.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely where I get my workaholic side from and my work ethic from. So I'm very proud of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be?
1: Um, oh my gosh so hard. Um, <laughs> I, I guess, um, I don't know. I, I feel like my personality is very similar to a cat. So I think maybe a cat, <laughs> some sort of feline, like a tiger or a lioness. Uh, they just have really cool personalities. And, um, you know, if you're a lioness, you're actually the ones that go out and hunt and
0: like, absolutely pack.
1: So I, I definitely think with like, a lioness because they're pretty badass.
0: I'm excited to hear your answer for this next one. Uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? And you can't say your own.
1: <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, I haven't been into a concert in a really long time. That's what happens when you perform full time. You don't have time to go. Um, sure. But my most my my most favorite concert that I remember. Please don't judge me. Was NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school, and my mom got me tickets to see um, the No Strings Attached tour. Wow. I have a very big crush on Justin Timberlake. I do. He used to be plastered all over my walls. like You know those old bop, t-bop magazines where they have photos in them, and I'd rip about put them on the wall. But yeah, I would, I would say NSYNC. I'll never forget they... Um it was uh, it was at the outdoor stadium, um, at the old Mile High Stadium in, in Colorado. And um they came out on the on the strings and the puppets and it was just it was so awesome. It was so cool. And I remember being like, I cannot wait, you know, to have the opportunity for that. And as close second would be Celine Dion. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay, so this this is also kind of dealing with the whole music thing. If uh If I said, all right, Ashley, you're going to record three songs this week, and each song is going to feature an artist of your choosing, which three artists are you asking to be on these songs?
1: These questions are hard. So much harder (laughs) than a first date. (laughs) Lie to me, Logan. Sorry, Um, sorry. (laughs) I, okay, I already said her name, but I just think it would be really awesome if Dolly and I did a feature together, because... Our voices are so drastically different, but, like, we're both sassy. Like I said, we're both curvy and rock our big hair. And, like, we're just so similar but yet so different. I think it would be really cool to do some sort of cool feature um, with her. And then um, I have a huge talent crush on Kane Brown. Um, I like Kane Brown a lot. I think he's just incredible. And I think he's so groundbreaking. And I think that, um, you know, his voice is good. And his lyrics, like, man, I mean, some of his lyrics, I'm just sitting here like, who wrote this song? Come write my song for me. Let's do a co-write. Um, and just absolutely incredible. So I, I think it would be really cool. And he's got that really deep, you know, sexy tone that I feel like the two of us together would totally like rock it out. And um, third, um, this is probably gonna come as a surprise. Maybe not, it's totally uh, Taylor Swift. Really? Yes, so she's not one that I mentioned, but she is also another artist that I have a ton of respect for. I mean, what she did to transition from country into like being one of the biggest pop icons ever, um it's extremely rare and extremely hard to do but yet she can still circle around and come back and do country like she never left and again she's a very talented writer um i i, I just i have a ton of respect for her a ton of respect for her business the way she treats her fans um yeah i think it would be again one of those moments where people would be like T. Swift and Ashley Amber, like what is going on here? I kind of like to go for a well factor a little bit. <laughs> and I think that would be like, uh, not the typical mashup you would expect, which makes it awesome.
0: That would be really cool. I, I I'll sign up to hear that song. Um, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to get, we're going to play a fun little game. Uh, you've, you've played fuck, Mary kill. I'm sure at some point in your life.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> but
0: but have no fear. This isn't Fuck, Mary Kill. This is essentially the same game, but with other things, not people. So if I told you, you get to keep one of these things, you get to get rid of one of these things, and the other one, you can take it or leave it. Uh, okay. Kind of the same kind of format of as a Fuck, Mary Kill. But okay. what if those three things were queso, guac, and salsa?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, I would marry queso.
0: I think that's the right answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I pretty much get queso anywhere that I've had it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Queso is amazing. Uh, So I definitely marry queso because then I always have it. And I, you know, you can't deny that guacamole is so fantastic and it's got such great fats and it's really good for your skin. So, you know, I'd have some fun with guacamole here and there, you know, just occasionally yeah. and you know salsa really holds no nutritional value so i'm just gonna go have to i'm gonna go ahead and ditch the salsa even though i love salsa but out of the three i'm gonna
0: ditch salsa okay that makes sense that's good that's very good <laughs> um is there one movie that you wish you could go back and see and experience for the first time again
1: um I am a huge Back to the Future fan. Really? And yes, I am. And I actually even wrote a song called Time Machine. And That's amazing. Totally, <laughs> totally reference, um, uh, you know, the DeLorean and plutonium and Doc in the bridge. Actually, I have no clue how it, made it happen, but I totally did. And. <laughs> um, you know, going to, you uh, can't go to movies aren't quite the same anymore. They're, they're getting back, but, you know, going to movies and seeing something like in 3D, like I remember seeing Avatar in 3D when it first came out and just being like, oh, what is happening right now? Oh my gosh. And I think it would just be so cool to see, you know, such an iconic movie like, you know, Back to the Future um, back when it first came out. I mean, it's older than me, so I wasn't even born yet when it came out, but, um, I think it would be really cool to experience some movies like that. Like I feel the same way about star Wars, like to be in the theater at that time and, and, and get to be a part of, you know, um, Hollywood history, uh, with, with such iconic movies. I just, I I think that would just be amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I completely agree to be able to go back and experience movies like, you know, those classics, like you said, back to the future or like E.T., uh, oh my God. Jurassic yes. Park jaws, oh my God. any of those on no, no, no. Yes. any of those would be incredible to go back and experience with like yes. the audience. I, I would just love to be a fly on the wall when oh people gosh. see that uh, certain especially, like
1: no, you're right, especially now too. like with the, you know the way like sound has evolved in the way you know, um, you know um cameras and you know the quality of of everything has evolved. like I mean, Jurassic Park, I mean, come on. I still watch that movie. Like, I'll be like flipping so your movies. I'll be like, "Oh, Jurassic Park." I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, but sure, why not? Um, because the orchestration in that movie, is yeah. beyond everything else, is is just so fantastic. So you're, yeah, uh, Amen. We're on the same page, Logan. Yes, here. absolutely. Jurassic Park is
0: <laughs> Jurassic Park's my favorite movie of all time. So it's, uh, it's so great to hear you say Dude. that. It makes makes me happy.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Love it.
0: Um, um, didn't
1: didn't love the second one uh no, no no yeah the third one was better but the second one was bit bit far-fetched <laughs>
0: yeah a little bit yeah um <laughs> what's uh kind of relating it to the last question and i know that you're uh you know pr- let's pr- pretend this is a pre-covid question assuming you had actually the time to go to the movies uh, when you're not performing in 70 countries, what are you getting? What's your snack of choice? What Are you going in there getting an icy? Are you getting nachos? Are you traditional popcorn? What are you doing?
1: Well, it depends on the movie theater because different theaters have different brands. Um, so like True. if you're going, like if I'm going to AMC, I'm getting, you um, know, popcorn with my Reese's piece of candy and eating them at the same time. Yep. Uh, salt, uh, sweet and salty. Um, but if I'm going to, um, was it Regal? They yeah. have the cinnamon pretzels
0: Ooh. and
1: I am tearing up a cinnamon pretzel. I might even get two. I mean, hey, I don't go to theater very often. <laughs> uh, love those things. They're so bad for you. I mean, nothing but, uh, just processed garbage, but it is delicious. And <laughs> yes. My mouth makes me, but my body hates me.
0: <laughs> exactly, I I relate one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what? Getting deep, real quick on this one. Uh, what's your greatest fear?
1: Um, gosh, it's a hard one. I think, I think for most artists and most people, it would be never, never being hurt. Um, never truly getting to see my success. I have worked incredibly hard to get to where I am. I am self-funded, I'm self-taught, I'm self-made. I didn't go to college. You know, I lost my dad at a really young age. We did not grow up with money. Um, So I've had to work extremely hard and I'm also older. I'm not young, I'm not like a 22 year old. Um, which is great, but I'm not 22, being like, hey, yay, look at this, this is the world. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm older, and I've had to work lots of jobs, and I've worked 14-hour days, and and um, I know what it's like in the real world, and not be able to put gas in your car, and and all the things. So I, I just worked really, really hard, and I think my biggest fear, and 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 what helps drive me um, to keep going every day, and why I've worked so hard during this pandemic is. The fear of, you know, not making it and not ever getting the chance to really show the world who I am and what I can do and, you know, why my voice is, in, is important.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. That's one of my uh, one of mine as well. Um, I think anybody in the arts or in the entertainment world, you know, that has a passion for something, especially something creative, uh, like never getting the audience or never getting the chance just that is horrible.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, and it's hard because we're in an industry where very few do get that chance. Um, But yet we all just are all in on it. It's, it's a very fascinating thing. I mean, to be fair, us artists are a little pretty because we're in an industry where we're constantly being told no, and we're not good enough and you got to do this and you got to do this, but yet we keep coming back for more. So you, you kind of have to be a little insane and, order to, you know, really make it in this industry and and stay in it for the for the long haul.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's pretend that all of a sudden you wake up tomorrow and you can only see black and white, okay. um, almost like old timey photos, you know, only in black and white and maybe some gray. Uh, but if I uh, came along and said, Ashley, you can only you can see only black and white for the rest of your life, but you can pick one color to see as well what are you
1: picking Uh, ah gosh that's hard i am gonna pick like a like a like a fuchsia like a like a pinkish purple like my flowers you can't see them because this is a podcast but i have really really beautiful like pinkish vibrant um flowers because it looks great in lipstick, it looks good in the dress, it looks yeah um good on the eyeshadow. I mean you, flowers I, you just can't go wrong. So I would I would yeah. say I would say fuchsia.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's another yeah, really interesting answer. Very cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um and finally uh, if I snapped my fingers, you and I right now got to be flies on the wall for any historical time and place or event, what would we be witnessing together?
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, the, <laughs> so, that is really difficult. Cause uh, <laughs> um, uh, I would say historical moment in history um, to be a part of. I have so many answers right now that I just don't even know which one to pick because I'm like I would love to have been a part of like you know um you know in d c during like the I have a dream speech and like that moment, sure. considering that we we're, we're about to go you know uh, we're about to go into Black History Month in a couple of days um yeah. and it's such an incredible moment you know for you know our history um but then also part of me is like man, I would have loved to been in the studio with like michael Jackson and like Quincy when they were like creating (laughs) Gorilla or uh, you know just to see what they were going to like were they high like is that just how they create awesome music like that like what what's going on because how is that good and like but there's so many moments like that like you know I when you listen to like Bohemian Rhapsody and with Queen like don't you just not like, I know we had the movie, but it's not quite the same. She just wonder what it was like being in the yeah. room, like when they were creating these iconic moments, like when David Foster did, I will always love you. And, you know, Kevin Costner is actually the one who's like, the beginning should be acapella and David Foster's like, um, no, you can't do that. It's not good. They're not gonna play it on the radio. Um, but yet it happened and you know, you're in the studio and you're doing these things and you're, you're literally creating history, like, that will forever be remembered, like songs like you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and I Will Always Love You and Purple Rain, and um, you know, like all these iconic stuff. And you have Elvis, and you have Dolly, and you you, you got you have all these amazing people. Like I, there are moments in theirs those careers at uh, being an artist that I would be like, man, I wonder what it was like to be in that room when they finished recording and saying. This is going to change history. This is this is going to make music history right now. Like, or maybe they're just like, this is absolute shit. Like nobody's going to like this, <laughs> and it turns out to be you know one of the most epic songs ever. Yeah,
0: yeah, wasn't it like in the in that Queen movie? Wasn't it? Didn't they take? I think it was Bohemian Rhapsody to their record label, and he said it's eight minutes long. No one's going to play Nobody that on the radio. No one's going to. Everyone's yeah. got the attention span. Nobody's going to listen to that. And then yeah. they and they said screw you we're gonna we're gonna play it anyway
1: absolutely that's exactly what happened and and it's moments like that where you're like gosh what is going through their head because i'm pretty i, I can't remember the whole movie right now but i'm pretty sure they had to like walk away from that label or they kind of had to be like shady and like go around a certain way like like you the amount of belief that you have when you do something like that when you're walking away from like a major deal or like whatever like it's just it's just incredible i there's some moments where I'm like, man, like creating thriller and like the music video too, like, just moments like that. Just, just iconic. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've been going on, I'm, I'm a huge queen fan. And just lately I've been on such a kick of queen. Uh, like everyone, like, you know, we all have that artist that we love, but every once in a while we'll just go like a full week of just listening to that artist. That yeah. was me last week with queen. And I swear queen is <laughs> it's very hard to, they're so good.
1: They're so good. And I love them so much. You know, if you, if you get a chance, if you haven't, I I do a cover of the show must go on, on, uh, my YouTube with, uh, just me, a pianist and a violinist. And so it's kind of like an unplugged stripped down version. And, um, it's my favorite song by them because he wrote it, uh, because he was dying. That song's about him, you know, dying from AIDS. And, um, most people don't know that they just think it's a cool song because it's got cool melody and you know, the, the, the rock, you know, edge that comes in with the chorus comes in and was like, the show must go on. And you're just like, yes. Like, and then the boom, 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 bump It's just a great song. Um, but no, he wrote that about that. So, um, yeah, it's just one of my favorite songs. So I I'm right there with you. Queen is just, they're one of those groups that will forever be in history as you know, one of the greats.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, Ashley, um, I, uh, now, uh, in, in the interview now, we'll turn it over to you and say, this is your time to plug away, plug your socials, plug music, do all the plugging.
1: Hey y'all out there listening again. My name is Ashley Amber. And just remember that Ashley is spelled different. It's A S H L I E Amber. And you can find me Anywhere, as long as you spell it A S H L A S H L I E Amber, that's AshleyAmber.com. That is Ashley Amber on Twitter. That is Ashley Amber Official on TikTok, Pinterest. Um, what is the other one? Instagram, all that stuff. <laughs> There's
0: so many of them now. <laughs> There's
1: so many, I, I can't even keep track anymore. And also, um, you guys can find my music just by typing in Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. I have three singles that that are out right now called Almost Love, My Revenge, and Fight With You and I have a brand new single that was just announced today. Y'all are getting the exclusive on that, which is called Those Nights, which is the very first song of my career that I wrote the melody and lyrics to 100% myself. So not only is it my first single of 2021, but it's also the first single that I have penned. So I'm very, very excited about that. And it's, uh, my co-writer is Morgan Matthews, who did the musical composition, and he just landed a number one single with Alicia Keys on the Billboard R and B charts. So, definitely be on the lookout for that. Pre-save it. Go to my socials. Go to all those places, and you can pre-save that single now. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think I think did I cover it, Logan? Uh, I think <laughs> I think that's pretty good, right? I, do I need, I, think to, do you, I need to repeat I think you nailed
0: that? It. Should yeah. I do that like
1: in like like a fast forward type thing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> guys. It. It's Ashley Amber. A-S-H-L-I-E Amber and look for the hair. You can't miss me. It's there.
0: <laughs> Everybody, um go I'll I'll be sure to put uh all that stuff in the description of the episode so you can easily navigate to her profiles and website and yada yada yada. Ashley. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to talk to me. I really enjoyed getting to know you and your story, and um, I uh, can't wait to see what comes of you in this year. Um, I'm super excited. Hopefully, in a few uh, in a few years, I'll be looking back and be like, "Wow, I can't believe I got to interview Ashley Amber on my podcast before she struck." Huge. So thank you so much.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. You are amazing. You have such great energy, which is awesome, let me tell you. It makes it makes it easier to be able to communicate and do the podcast. So I appreciate your energy and I wish you nothing but the best. And thanks for having me on. And I look forward to coming on again because I see nothing but big things in your future too. So
0: oh, that's, let's
1: get it. <laughs> that's
0: so sweet. Thank you. I, I would love to have you back. Let's re, let's do this again.
1: Sounds good. All right, Logan, you have an amazing, amazing Friday and I will see you soon.
0: Absolutely. See you, Ashley. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Uh, that that was Ashley. Uh, make sure you go follow her everywhere and uh, be on the lookout for more music from her. That was an awesome conversation and I can't wait to see what comes out of her career in the next year or so like i said at the top leave me a rating and review on apple podcasts listen on apple spotify amazon wherever but make sure you've left that rating and review on itunes thank you so much for listening everybody follow us along on instagram follow me personally on instagram and twitter logan lewis 96 and we'll catch everybody next time goodbye